It's This Week in Bourbon, the Gucci version of bourbon news. And here's your headlines for June 24th, 2022. Old Forester Master Taster Jackie Zykin is stepping away. Kings County Distillery has been served a season desist letter by the Irish Whiskey Association. And Bardstown Bourbon Company's newest collaborative series is with Plantation Rum. But before we get started, here's a quick word from our partners. From their bar to yours, Chad and Sarah of the popular YouTube channel It's Bourbon Night bring you their favorite at-home old-fashioned mix with the new Elemental Elixir's Golden Hour Syrup. It's a custom-made syrup with notes of bold black tea, warm spices, and orange zest. All you need is your favorite whiskey and ice. No bitters needed. One bottle makes 16 drinks, so that's only $1 cocktail before you add your own whiskey. They can also be enjoyed in other cocktails or spirits, mocktails, coffee, tea, and anything you can think of. It's crafted locally in Lexington, Kentucky, and you can get your bottle now at whiskeyambitions.com. Do you ever pour yourself a bourbon, swirl it around, and then start struggling to come up with tasting notes? And perhaps you're also looking for a good Father's Day gift idea. Well, you can now solve both with a kit from Nose Your Bourbon. And unlike other nosing kits on the market, Nose Your Bourbon kits feature real ingredients for the most authentic aromas. You can smell real Tahitian vanilla bean instead of some synthetic aroma that's just made from chemicals. So head on over to noseyourbourbon.com and enter code BP10 for 10% off your order. And they're off for another Gift 270 2020 Unicorn Raffle. Your $20 ticket gives you not one, but two chances to win from our lineup of 20 Woodford Reserve treasures, including the grand prize, the rarest unicorn yet, the Woodford Reserve Kentucky Derby 150 Baccarat Edition. Only 150 bottles were made and is just like the one the Derby winning owner receives. Quit horsing around and get your $20 tickets now at Give270.org. Charitable Gaming License ORG 0002703. Ed Bly and Rising Tide Spirits are back again with a new release of Old Stubborn Bourbon. And this release of Old Stubborn is a premium hand marriage of 10, 11, and 12-year cask drink, barely filtered pot still bourbon. It comes in at a staggering 123.8 proof. And the flavoring grain for this one, which the last one was weeded, but this time it's now rye. Rich, sweet, and bold with a long finish that's sure to be another eye-opener. You can order online at Sealbox or thebourbonconcierge.com and you can even purchase in person at Revival Vintage Spirits and even now with very few select stores in Kentucky. You can get it now while you can, but be sure to do it because it's not going to last long. Welcome back, everybody. This week in bourbon coming at you with Ryan and Kenny. On, we're actually recording on Bang Bang Wednesday, apparently, is what we're, <laughs> we're calling it now, because <laughs> Ryan, Ryan went and visited a, a local establishment. Actually, it's not that local. Well, it's, it's national. Very, very <laughs> yeah. National. But I, I had no idea that there was such a thing as called Bang Bang Wednesdays at P.F. Or is it P.F. Chang's? No, Bonefish. 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 I was thinking P.F. Chang's yeah. for some reason. No, P.F. Chang's is just, you might as well just go like China Garden. It's the same thing. <laughs> Except you pay like... Triple the cost, but Bumfish is actually good. So, and it's Bang Bang Wednesday, five dollar Bang Bang shrimp appetizers, and then you too, you get like uh, they have like a five dollar margarita. That's really good. A couple house wines, you know. It's a uh, that's what we do. You know, we're we're old now. We got to, I'm, we got I'll to be Bang honest, Bang Wednesdays. I'm all about going to a restaurant when there is a happy hour special 
when there's something on and I'm a sucker. Like I'm a sucker for like spending three less dollars on something. And I'll be like, yeah, absolutely. When we went out Bring to me three of them, so <laughs> <laughs> you end up spending the same cause you order more, but it's brilliant advertising. Yeah, it works. You sit, you sit down at five forty-five, and the happy hour is over at six. And you're like, yeah, sure. Bring me three of them. Uh, you know, I need to, those $5 old fashions. They're, 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 they're turned to $8 here in 15 minutes. So I'm going to go ahead and order three of them now. <laughs> I think the server read off the happy hour cocktails and, <laughs> think my wife was like well i'll put in the first one now and go ahead and put in the second one for 10 minutes later <laughs> for happy hour yep it's off yeah it's uh the things we'll do to save a few bucks but i mean that's why we're there i i don't see a reason why not it's if, if you can consume that much that quickly then it's you basically save yourself a drink yeah i, I mean i don't think we had planned on going there for just for that specific reason but uh it just happened to me. I was like, oh, this is great. Bang, bang, Wednesday. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, I could do that. And if there's ever specials on the appetizers, I could just eat all appetizers and just treat them as tapas. It's not a tapas yeah. restaurant, but now all of a sudden potato skins are coming out. You got fried green tomatoes. You got some other things. It now becomes tapas. Were, yeah. Appetizers were tapas before tapas. Whereas <laughs> <laughs> Jim Gaffigan says, no, no, no. The appetizers is the food before we eat the food. <laughs> yeah. he's always got good food jokes he does he does all right let's go ahead and let's get into it so after seven years of playing a key leadership role in the renaissance of old forester master taster jackie zyken has announced that she is stepping away to pursue other career opportunities and that her last day with old forester and brown foreman will be on july 1st now, during her tenure, Zyken helped return Old Forester to the prominence in the spirits industry and among consumers, and she helped lead the brand's innovation and premiumization strategies, culminating as the first woman in Old Forester history to have her name on the bottle as a part of the 117 Distillery Series that debuted back in 2021. I'll be honest, when I heard this, I was kind of surprised, but as things are starting yeah. to unfold a little bit, I'm maybe not so surprised anymore, but... You know, we don't know for How, sure. What we do don't you know mean for by sure that? yet. Well, I mean, we don't know for sure yet about what she's going to be doing. Um, but you know, the more we keep talking about these things, and we're going to hear it on a roundtable, you'll be gone for it. But I think the topic for the next roundtable is one that we had done before when not Kyle, it's the one in the middle, the dad, mm-hmm. Wes. Wes, thank you. When Wes Henderson was leaving Angel's Envy, announced his retirement, and we said, "Well, what does this mean when the face of the brand really leaves?" Which Wes wasn't really necessarily the face of the brand the way that jackie kind of is so it'll be interesting to kind of see yeah. how old forcer takes a left turn with this one yeah i mean no obviously jackie has played a huge part of um the renaissance of that brand um especially the whiskey geeks she really you know listened to them brought a lot of products they wanted to the market um really embraced uh the heritage of you know the the old forester story and how but there's a ton of old forester fans before jackie ever came you know like it's a a I, it was an old man's bourbon you know i i still know a ton of people that just that have been drinking it for years um so they they still have a loyal like you know everyday kind of follower but it's definitely a big hit on the whiskey community because she did so much to uh help revive that and give it respect that it deserved, you know, Woodford kind of, you know, they kind of put every, all their eggs in the basket with Woodford, you know, making it a premium product. And then whereas you had this awesome historic brand old Forrester. And so it was kind of, it kind of started with Marianne Eves 
Barnes or Eves, I guess. Um, she kind of was the beginning stage of that, and then Jackie took over that. Um, so it, it's sad to see her go, but I'm excited for her. She's super talented, great personality, great person. So I'm sure she'll do well and whatever. I'm excited to see what that is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she had the she had a lot of charisma, and she still does have a lot of charisma. And I think that's why people really enjoy her. She's a really good storyteller. She's great in front of a camera, great in front of a microphone, and that's why she's always been a great guest on the show as well. I think the one thing that we'll probably talk about maybe a little bit more in depth is the fact that the 117 series adorns her name, and it was released last yeah. year, and. What's going to happen? Didn't I they mean, just announce they get the new one? They have not announced it yet, so hold hold it there. It's it's still under oh, embargo, right. so don't, don't say anything. <laughs> they shouldn't <laughs> send didn't, me any. We didn't say anything, so don't don't come after us, Old Forester. But you know, that, I think just, that's going to take me off that email list. <laughs> anything with embargo, just just cut me out. <laughs> I'm not good at reading those. But uh, <laughs> your filter's not working properly there. <laughs> no, shoot, but I'm like sorry, I said, guys. Can't do good. anything right. <laughs> but like I said. I'll just be interested to see what happens with that because typically they would put somebody's name on a bottle that's been around for a very, very long time and that it will be a very, very round long time. And this is just one of those things to kind of show you that anybody is out there in the world that this is another job to some people. Um, nobody said that they're going to go and this is going to be it. This is where you're going to retire because who knows? At the level that she was at, there might have been nowhere to go in upwards trajectory. I mean, where do you go from there other than trying to create an army of Jackies and you're the, you know, the sergeant of it. So at that point, there's a, there, there might, she might've just eclipsed to where you can go inside of Brown Foreman and who knows? I mean, that's a lot of things that hopefully we'll be able to answer if we get her on the show here in, you know, a couple of weeks. Yeah. I'd be curious to say, or to hear what, I mean, not that we'll probably ever hear it, but I'm curious what, you know, when... <laughs> what was she getting she, paid? No, I'm just kidding. Well, no. Yeah. <laughs> what was your severance? No, I'm kidding. Well, I guess you wouldn't get severance for leaving, but I'm just curious, you know, you you present them like, hey, I'm leaving. I wonder, you know, what they say or like, do they counter offer? They try to keep her, you know, or are they just like, well, good luck. Thanks for all everything you did, but you're replaceable. I don't know. I'm just curious. Oh, I'm sure they all. did. I mean, that's, I think that's one of those things... It depends on the company and it depends on the role that you play. But I feel I would, like the press releases, though, where even though they're press releases and sure they're like, you know, buttoned up and made presentable, but usually you don't see a press release, you know, wishing someone that just left the company all kinds of success and this and that. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I did that. That was nice of them to do that. Yeah. Usually it'll be something like, yeah, this person's going to pursue other opportunities. That's it. There's no wishing right. them the best or they had such an impact and blah, 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 blah. Because what I had just read was literally word for word on the on the press release. So oh, yeah. You yeah. Nice. If it's if it's an amicable separation, you'll see something like that, especially if they're high profile when it comes to the public side. Because I guarantee you their director of marketing or even one of their C level people, you know, besides Campbell, probably wouldn't get this sort of recognition from a press release totally yep so well well they would to put talk out a, to jackie soon they would put out a press release but nobody would pay attention to it because they have <laughs> right. they kind of have to do it because they're a publicly traded company however from be able to make headlines where it was blown up on twitter and everybody kind of knew about it right away you're not going to get that for for anybody else in my opinion nope 
So there's going to be a unique selection of bourbon and other sought-after American whiskeys that will be put up for auction on Monday, the 4th of July, as a part of the Whiskey Hammers, the Spirit of American Whiskey auction. And that coincides, of course, with Independence Day. With one bottle valued up to 25,000 pounds, because, of course, this is not held in, the, held in the U.S., many of the desirable expressions hold an illustrious position in American whiskey history from brands such as Pappy Van Winkle, Old Forester, Sitza Weller, E.H. Taylor, and Willett Family Estate. There's also an E.H. Taylor Old Fashioned Sour Mash that will go under the hammer with a price estimate of around 13,000 pounds. This bourbon was created by Buffalo Trace retirees using a method used for making old-fashioned sour mash whiskey, a technique used by Edmund Haynes Taylor Jr. in the late 1800s. Private sellers can still add their bottles to the auction by getting in touch with Whiskey Hammer before the submission deadline of Monday, June 27th, so act quickly. Contact details can be found at Whiskey Hammer, that's whiskey with no E, hammer.com. So if I understood this right, they're doing an Independence Day auction in the motherland where we got (laughs) independence from. Yeah, pretty much where we had our separation. That is precisely (laughs) correct, my friend. Okay, gotcha. Sounds good. (laughs) What what sounds more American than holding an auction on Independence Day in Great Britain? King George putting it on. I don't know. Terrible historic joke. (laughs) It doesn't matter. You're paying taxes. (laughs) That's right. That's how it all started, right? Because we were paying too many taxes and we said, we're done with this. And I guarantee you, if you win a bottle, you're going to pay some sort of taxes. And honestly, you probably have some shipping costs involved too. I wonder what they would think the taxes we pay now. It'd be a whole nother revolution. Back then they'd be like, actually, it's not so bad. This isn't so bad. (laughs) Yeah. Inflation did what to you guys? Never mind. Turn around. So the TTB, the Alcohol Trade and Tax Bureau, they have approved 177,700 new products in the last 12 months through May of 2022, which is an increase of around 3.7 thousand or 3.7K. And here it is by category. In beer, there was around 43,500 new products approved. This is 7.5% over last year. And 12 million over, sorry, 12 million, 12,000 over the last three months. Spirits, on the other hand, had 22,000 products approved over the last 12 months, which is a 9% increase over last year. And 6,500 over the last three months, which is around 9% over the last year. However, wine, on the other hand, even though it had 111,000 new products approved over the last 12 months, it actually declined 1.1%. And the last three months saw 33,000 new approvals, and that is actually a 5.5% decline. So, huh. the, gov- the government staying busy. In, probably getting into the Mezcal game, you know. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. They're like, ah, we're, we're, these we're grapes get are getting wa- sour. Do some cab-finished Mezcal. <laughs> <laughs> after we after we took a dump on Mezcal last week, I ended up getting... I know, my, I got a lot of messages. <laughs> they're like, you don't know what you're talking about. And we're like... We still yes, don't we like do. smoke. <laughs> yeah. If you show me a mezcal that doesn't taste like smoke, we'll we'll be talking. But until then, we'll uh, we'll keep drinking our sweet corn. That's right. So if you're in the the business, not necessarily you're a consumer, but if you're in the industry trade, well, registrations are now open for the 2022 American Distilling Institute Craft Spirits Conference and Expo. This is going to be happening on September 14th through the 16th in St. Louis, which is they call the Gateway to the West. And this year, they're welcoming Dr. Ann Brock, who is the head distiller at Bombay Sapphire, as their distinguished keynote speaker. So the ADI 2022 will be packed with educational sessions and workshops, including a vodka and botanical workshop, 
financial workshop, corn whiskey masterclass, two nosing for faults classes, and a two full-day distillery tours on Wednesday and Saturday with limited spots available. The exhibition floor will be larger than ever, with just 10% of the expo space still open for reservations. You can see the full schedule, get expo information, and a list of speakers on the ADI website. What are the dates of this? September 14th through the 16th in St. Louis. Uh, I'd love to go to the nosing for faults, but I'm pretty busy that time of year. Damn idiot. <laughs> Don't you know my schedule? Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, we'll, uh, we'll just, I think we've, we've, we've nosed before. Heck, we, we tasted a, a barrel not too long ago and it wasn't ours. It was somebody else's. And we nosed it. We're like, that's not too bad. Then we taste it. And we're like, okay, tastes kind of musty. So yep. we didn't get, we didn't catch it on the nose, but we definitely caught it on the taste. Yep. Got to train those noses now. Got the palates. Well, you're my golden boy, so I'll I'll send you to that class, no problem. I'm just going to keep running spreadsheets over here. Yep. Sell, sell formulas, hieroglyphics. <laughs> yeah. I can't like, understand. Yeah. Well, if, if, if we could figure out a way to put it into a formula, I might go ahead and do it. I'm like, don't touch my blends, Kenny. And you're like, don't touch my formulas. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Lock those cells. Yep. But no, the ADI conference is kind of cool. I mean, it's it's all about, like I said, if you're in the business and in the trade, you might want to go to it because there's everything from cork manufacturers, wholesalers on the open market. Um, I mean, you name it, anything that it takes for like packaging goods, shipping goods, they're usually there. So it's even for us, honestly, it would probably be good to go one of these years. We'll have to, we'll have to find a time to be able to go to it, but we'll have to make sure they work around our schedule next time. That's right. We'll, we'll submit it. Mine's booked yeah. through 23. <laughs> Be like, we're, we're selling tickets here for you, man. Do us a favor and knock it off another week or two. Yep. So there's another distillery that has broken ground, and it's Augusta Distillery. They were founded back in 2018, and they just broke ground on a $23 million distillery in its hometown of Augusta in northeast Kentucky. So it's situated along the Ohio River in Bracken County, the new 40,000-square-foot facility is an adaptive reuse of a metal stamping facility that was in use from 1883 to 2007. The project will house Augusta Distillery's first full-scale operation that will produce its signature drink, which is Buckner's 13-year single-barrel cash drink bourbon, which is distributed nationally and available in retail in uh, Kentucky and Ohio. The company's next bourbon product is expected to arrive later this year, and Augusta Distillery expects to reach full production capacity by the summer of 2024 and employ 14 full-time staff members. All right, let's go Augusta. I thought it was kind of funny reading this that they're uh, they're going to go and produce their signature drink was which was their sourced thirteen year single barrel cash drink whiskey. <laughs> it's like, all right, well, I guess we'll talk to you again in thirteen years, <laughs> but they'll yeah. figure something out. That's the that's the path you got to take. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure, it's some good barton. It was. I mean, I, if if I remember correctly, it was probably I think it was at least one hundred and fifty up to two hundred fifty dollars for that bottle. So. They must have sold enough to be able to afford a $23 million distillery at some point. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, we'll have to go check it out one day when they're done. I I have never been to, at least up in Bracken County, so I've never been to Augusta before. It's new to me. Nope. I mean, I've always wanted to go to Augusta, Georgia for the Masters, <laughs> but maybe I can settle for uh the augusta kentucky this isn't the augusta you're looking for <laughs> like i got a, I got a cool trip planned to augusta and all your friends get jealous and you start showing them pictures they're like wait a minute that's you're not the racking county <laughs> those don't look those greens don't look as green as i thought they were gonna be 
John Denver's full of shit. <laughs> I was about to say that, John Denver. <laughs> so here's one that's talking about some sustainability. So the Absolute Company, part of Pernod Ricard, has entered with has entered a partnership with Blue Ocean Closures, BOC, and it's a startup based in Sweden to develop an innovative natural fiber-based closure cap for its Basel. Basel bottle. <laughs> so made from bio-based materials, the cap's design reduces the amount of plastic used to packaging by combining a body made of sustainable sourced FSC fiber material with a thin top cereal barrier layer. <laughs> thin top seal barrier layer. I think I said cereal in there. Don't mind that one. So this makes it a recyclable as a paper paper and ocean biodegradable product. Absolute will develop the cap for use on its current glass bottles as an addition to existing cap solutions, as well as a possibility for future packaging innovations. The partnership will see several iterations of the cap through prototyping and testing stages in 2022 and plans to share it commercially in 2023. Is the cap not like aluminum or metal or, or is no, this like the, the shrink wrap? It's a piece of or, fiber is what it is. It's well, that's, no, that's I'm talking what, about that's previously, like before. Oh, yeah. I've, I I can't tell you the last time I purchased a bottle of Absolut. But yes, I think it is some form of a metal top. I don't even know gotcha. if it's a screw top. I I think it's a screw top. Couldn't tell you. I haven't ordered bottle service in a while for myself. <laughs> what kind of fiber again was this? Is it plant-based or FSC or fiber material with a thin top seal barrier layer? I don't know. It just all it's going to do is it's going to it's a natural fiber-based enclosure that's going to help reduce the amount of plastic and honestly we need to save our sea turtles. <laughs> that's right. And all it comes back to the turtles. Who cares <laughs> about humans? I mean, they have kind of ruined some of the dining experiences for a while because I swear Whoever still has the paper straws, please switch them out because I think you have those like agave ones now that can be a little bit thicker because anytime you see a paper straw, that thing lasts maybe eight and a half seconds before it becomes unusable anymore. Uh, I just like, there's nothing more. It makes me more angry than a paper straw. <laughs> it's like, especially when it's like in a kid's drink, you're like, oh my gosh, it's, <laughs> it's not like, going to end well. I get it. I got to drink it fast before it turns into mush and pinches and I can't suck it up. But like kids, like, I don't know. It's, uh, as it just dissolves in your drink and becomes a part of it. It's like, can we figure out something better than <laughs> paper straws to save the world? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I'm fine with getting rid of the plastic straws, but there is that agave based. They're, they're kind of like almost like a brown looking. They feel like plastic. Those have been yeah. fantastic I like substitutes. Those. Yeah. Just I spend mean, the extra whatever, two cents and charge me a dollar more on my drink and I'll get the damn agave straw. I hate the paper straws. <laughs> well, maybe not a dollar, but, you know, eat the cost a little bit for us. And then, you know, it's got to be a, a, a series of economics of scale. At some point, those straws got to come down in price, but I could be completely wrong. Yeah, I don't know. At some point, you're not going to be able to find plastic straws anymore. The day, the day will come, my friend. So <laughs> if you are a plastic straw person, I guess load up now before they become but, the way the lawn dart. We'll we'll try to get rid of plastic in our straws, but we'll we'll wear Patagonia, who's like supposedly you know made out of plastic petroleum. We're like, oh yeah, we're environmentally friendly here. I don't know, <laughs> whatever. It just drives me crazy. But I need it for my my rock climbing, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, for my grocery cart pushing in St. Matthews. I need my Patagonia. And they, yeah. here's all right. Well, here's what drives me crazy about <laughs> Here Patagonia. Is they're all like you know 
we're for the earth and this and that. And they send me like 10 freaking paper manuals or paper, you know, books you look through every year. And I'm like, what the hell? You're, I thought you were for the environment. And you're sending me, you're trying to make me do paper straws and you're sending me a freaking binder of jackets <laughs> that you're going to sell me every quarter. Come on. That I could just find on your website pretty yeah, easily. Yeah, Exactly. Anyways, well, there um, weren't any possibility of Patagonia being a sponsor. Yeah, it just went out the window. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, well, I still have two Patagonia jackets, and I love them. So, uh, back at you, Ryan. I'm LL Bean all day, all day, all day. <laughs> so, as producers across the world continue to expand the definition of world whiskeys, there's one distiller that has caused an international stir by labeling its American-made whiskey as "quote unquote" Irish style. So Brooklyn-based Kings County Distillery has been served a seasoned assist letter by the Irish Whiskey Association for labeling one of its products as an Irish-style American whiskey. To legally obtain the Irish whiskey label, a spirit must be created in Ireland and barreled aged for four years. While Kings County Distillery product was only barrel aged for one year, the IWA insists that the use of Irish-style could mislead consumers on the origin and production method. But Kings County remains that the product is labeling was clear enough to, to avoid confusion. Kings County notes that the label was approved twice by the TTB. And back on June 14th, a threat on the distillery's Twitter account in response to the, the season desist letter states that the Brooklyn whiskey creator will not seize its distribution of the spirit. Mm. Well, I know. until they mean court. <laughs> <laughs> Starting an international turf war over there. Yeah, I'm sure it's not a war they want to fight, but... I don't know. Maybe the other people will give up. <laughs> Somebody's got to give up. Somebody's got to <laughs> budge a little bit. I don't know. I look at I it. I mean, how big is the Irish whiskey from Kings County release? It can't be that big. You're right. Yeah. It can't be that big. But it's one of those things that if if somebody in Ireland said, hey, we created a, a, a bourbon, would we be up in arms about it? I'm sure we Didn't would Didn't Crown be. Royal do that? Like... <laughs> They call they it created a, something. It's something that said like bourbon mash on it a few years ago, and it was created in Canada. And but it, it said something about created from bourbon mash, and because it had bourbon on the label, then people run up in arms, and then they finally took it off of the label. But honestly, when I think about something like this, I I don't. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm a lawyer because I'm definitely not a lawyer. But I feel that Kings County should probably dial it back a little bit because you got to be playing the party game here you got to be able to say okay like listen we're not going to go and infringe on what you're doing don't infringe on what we're doing at some point i have a feeling that discus is going to get involved here because they don't want any stir throwing up that is gonna you know rattle the entire spirits industry yeah it's one of those things they probably like all right you know what we didn't think this through we didn't you know we'll not do it again <laughs> you know sorry about that mm-hmm but I don't, I don't know what Irish style means either, but to call it that, I don't know. I mean, you could do the same exact thing in Ireland and say, hey, this is a bourbon style. Would we be okay calling it a bourbon style whiskey? Or do we want to, okay. no, we don't want bourbon on the label. I mean, what would, what is, where do you stand on that? Me? Uh, yeah, I'm asking you. You only have two people here. <laughs> I didn't know if that was a rhetorical question or if you're asking <laughs> like me personally. I mean... If it was a bourbon style, I, I don't think I would care, but I don't know. But, well, I mean, I don't think we would care. Our friend Fred, he might get a little upset about yeah, it. Yeah, Fred because... cares about everything. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Very true. <laughs> All right, let's keep going here. 
Hazelwood Dements Limited, owner of the Loff Gill Distillery. It's on the shores of Loff Gill in County Sligo, Ireland. You know, here's back to Ireland. It's <laughs> oh, announced boy. its acquisition by the Sazerac Company. So Sazerac will fully develop the 100-plus acre site, the original place of the Hazelwood House, to create a world-class whiskey facility and visitor attraction, making it one of the most important tourism centers in the west of Ireland. Once complete, Lofgall Distillery in hopes to welcome around 150,000 visitors annually and will create a home place for Sazerac's Irish whiskeys, Patty and Michael Collins. Additionally, Sazerac will significantly grow the footprint of Lofgill Distillery through increasing the distillery's capacity, adding warehouse capacity, expanding production, and bottling lines. All current Lofgill Distillery team members will remain in the business, and it is expected that Sazerac will increase employment after the expansion. As a part of the acquisition, Sazerac will continue the development of the Athru brand, including global distribution. So there you Dang. go. So Sazerac's path to uh, take on Diageo Pernod Ricard keeps getting closer. Um, you took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. I, you can tell with the new leadership, that's exactly the direction they're wanting to try to go. And this is like fits right into that, you know, into that mantra. So, cause Irish whiskey's huge, obviously, you know, you can't even say it's Irish style without pissing, <laughs> without pissing somebody off. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this, I'm, su- I'm not surprised, but I am surprised, I guess, but that I'm not too surprised. I mean, when you think about like Sazerac, I guess if you just think of Sazerac, do. you think of it's American, like oh for sure, say like a North American company, you know, not uh, international. But I guess well, that's I mean, about to change. They do own a bunch of distilleries in Canada too. But I well, know, so I said North America. Oh okay, sorry, I just heard America. That's all I heard out of you. <laughs> that's right, U.S. of A. <laughs> but I do see this as probably the the right move to make because yes, you're right. Typically, we think of Sazerac as as just North American, but when you also look at how do you not you take something that you had just mentioned earlier, you don't put all your eggs in one basket. You're not going to put it all in American whiskey. You got to be able to have multiple different categories to spread this out through. Um, you know, you look at what Heaven Hill did earlier this year by uh, buying not only just Widow Jane, but getting those uh, the Mezcal <laughs> brands. Mezcal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's kind of like the big thing to do is like, you've got to have these big brands and you're going to see this kind of looking at a, a global footprint more than anything. And the, the one thing that Sazerac has going for them is that right now everything they touch is gold. Very so true. They'll be they'll be sitting pretty if I have to have to say. But hey, Sucked if you want to send us times. there, we'll, they we'll just go check shot it him out. in the head and put him in a closet. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We haven't really seen too much of early times yet. We still don't know what's going on with the brand, other than they kind of. You know, they, they, well, they, they put them in the same closet together. Like, <laughs> That's true. We're gonna kill you all. And they said we're not doing tours there. Uh, we were gonna have the early times, what uh, the early times house or something like that next to there. That's not gonna happen anymore. So I guess they just focus on their their big brands and not just all in the the bourbon menu. Mm. Yep. But that's gonna do it for the bourbon news. Stick with us. We'll be back with some bourbon release news. If you're anything like me, then you can't get enough about bourbon. And that's why I'm a subscriber to Bourbon Plus magazine. Bourbon Plus is a quarterly publication that tells the stories from the heart of bourbon. The farmers who grow the grain, the distillers who labor over the process, and the people like you and me who raise their glasses to celebrate it all. Subscribe to Bourbon Plus magazine today at bourbonplus.com, that's P-L-U-S dot com, and use code PURSUIT at checkout for $5 off your subscription. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. 
But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify's point of sale is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in-line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. And get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's point-of-sale Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash bourbon, all lowercase, and go to shopify.com slash bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash bourbon. All right, everybody, bourbon release news. And we've got a few good ones to be able to talk about here, so let's get to it. And the first one was at the top of the headlines there, and that's the Bardstown Bourbon Company's newest in their collaborative series is going to bring together bourbon and Jamaican rum in partnership with Plantation Rum. So this release features a 10-year-old Tennessee bourbon finished for 22 months in Plantation Rum barrels. So Plantation Rum comes from the West Indies Rum Distillery in Barbados, but also pulls from distilleries in Jamaica, Trinidad, Peru, and Fiji, where the rum is distilled and aged. The rum is then blended and finished in Maison Ferrand, which is a premium cognac maker in France. Sorry, finished by them. Their releases highlight the way the terroir informs rum's flavor and complexity. And in this case, the bourbon was finished in casks from Jamaican expressions to complement and showcase the best in both spirits. The finished whiskey is presented at 104 proof and offered at a suggested retail price of $160. Be available in limited quantities at the Bardstown Bourbon Company gift shop and limited retailers. Yeah, I remember, I don't know, about a year ago, we were sitting with Dan and I think we were, he was just, like you said, 22 months. It was some, we were, he was in the middle of this whole process. I haven't tasted the final product. I'm sure it's fantastic, but I know, we had Pursuitpalooza. It had just been released, and a ton of our, you know, folks that were on the Pursuitpalooza tried it and bought bottles. So it must be good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's all I can say. I haven't had it since uh, like twelve months ago, probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, at this point, they're doing a lot of cool things over at Bardstown Bourbon Company. So a collaborative series, heck, you know, it's got to be good. Especially, yeah, a lot of stuff finishing rum barrels. We're, we're big fans of that too. Anyway, I'm actually headed there tomorrow to work. And Dan got something up our sleeves. Ooh, we can't wait to share that news one of these days. Hopefully, we'll have a press release we can talk about it then, too. That's right. No embargoes needed. (laughs) Not yet. If there is, I'll screw it up. (laughs) Don't you worry about that. (laughs) Ryan's here to kind of just go ahead and spill the beans whenever we can here. That's right. So, we talked about Augusta before. Here's a new place that I never even heard of because... I guess I don't make myself outside of major cities in Kentucky, but Cole Pick Distillery out of Drakesboro, Kentucky, has released their first weeded bourbon. So using locally sourced grains and Kentucky limestone filtered water, they're used to produce this handcrafted, one-of-a-kind, very small batch bourbon. They're, I think they meant to say sweet mash, but it said sweat mash on there. But I think sweet mash <laughs> is pot distilled, aged in our private rickhouse, and bottled by our team at Cole Pick Distillery, 
located on the grounds of their 2,700-acre farm near the former town of Paradise, Kentucky. Now, I have heard of Paradise, Kentucky. So our oak barrel staves are aged, or, sorry, aged, they're aged in the open air, wind and rain for 18 to 24 months, which helps soften the wood's harsh tannins. The barrels are then toasted and charred precisely to their specifications, resulting in a truly special handcrafted Kentucky bourbon. It's 100.6 proof and can be purchased on their website for $50. Drakesboro, it looks like it's just south of Central City, which is right off the Western Kentucky Parkway as you're heading towards Paducah. Next time we're heading to Paducah, which will maybe never. We will <laughs> it's like it's going to no, be I'm a kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I we mean, because uh, I've got... I got old friends in Paducah. I know there's the Paducah. I do like Paducah. There's the Paducah Bourbon Society out there too. So maybe we'll come out there one time and be able to do a presentation sometime. Yeah. I'd like to go to Paducah because I used to stop there on our way to Missouri for a canoe trip and uh, always liked it. And you got Lake Barkley, Lake Kentucky, Kentucky Lake, Land Between the Lakes, all that stuff right there. I'm just so. glad while I'm sitting here talking, you have the moment to sit there and Google map it and figure out where the heck this place <laughs> is because um, I go, oh, I've never heard of this one. Let's let's see how we can wing it. Well, as soon as you said it, I was like, I got to look it up because I never heard of it either, <laughs> to be fair. so It's all right. I guess bourbon's starting to take over in Kentucky. Yep. Like it wasn't already, but <laughs> we need more. <laughs> Why not? All right. So Wyoming whiskey. It seems like Wyoming whiskey's on every single This Week in Bourbon now. I don't know. They they just keep on pumping out new stuff. But anyway, they have announced the release of their next limited edition called Powder River Straight Bourbon Whiskey. And as a continuation of its annual Wyoming-only releases. So the product is named for the Powder River, which gathers itself in the northeast Wyoming area and rumbles between gunpowder dry river brinks north into Yellowstone country. It seemed like a run-on sentence, but I swear that's exactly what it said. Shall I look up gunpowder? <laughs> yes, please do. Please do. <laughs> but it said, after crossing in the, sorry, after crossing it in the late 1800s and putting a few celebratory pistol rounds to the roof of a saloon, a cowboy coined the phrase, Powder River, Letter Buck. So Wyoming troops used to use the refrain in the Spanish-American War, and they still do today. It's a phrase heard at Wyoming fairs, rodeos, and football games. This whiskey is crafted from 19 barrels of Wyoming whiskey's finest bourbon. Only 360 cases will be available statewide, hitting shelves on June 24th. And Powder River is a straight bourbon whiskey made from 68% corn, 20% wheat, and 12% malted barley. Bottled at 101 proof and will retail for $70. I kept putting Gunpowder River. It's Powder River. Okay. Because Gunpowder River is in Maryland. All right. Well... Um, I'm just glad you've gotten to really flex your Google map skills while we've been doing this recording today. Thank God that river runs through. It looks very dry around. It's like the only wet spot in well, I mean, that's what it miles. said. It's, it says between gunpowder, dry riverbanks. I mean, powder isn't necessarily what you would think of something that would uh, contain a lot of moisture. Wet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's raining powder it's, over here. It's what you use to deter moisture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Baby powder. Well, if I ever come to Wyoming and I don't hear somebody yell Powder River Letter Buck, I'm going to be really, really disappointed. Yeah. I I want to go to Wyoming and go see what Nancy Fraley's doing up there, what Steve Nally built. Because some of the whiskey we've had has been really good. So, yeah. Um, I've always wanted to go to Yellowstone, even though it's flooded right now. It stinks. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you knew that news, too. That I didn't I didn't have that as part of my, my press releases. Oh, you didn't know Yellowstone's flooded? No. It's going to cost like a billion dollars to repair. Yeah, it's crazy. 
what do you have to do? Just call Surf Pro and bring in a bunch of pumps and get it out of there? No, it's not quite. It's a much bigger mess than that. <laughs> it's not like a basement flood, is it? No. Yeah, it's not like your your sump pump went out. <laughs> we got a backup here, Jimmy. That's right. <laughs> All right. So Few Spirits, they have announced the release of their newest uh, one. It's um, I don't know if I like this name, but here it is. It's called Motor Oil Whiskey. It's a new limited edition collaboration between Few Spirits founder and master distiller Paul Hetglow and modern rock icons Black Rebel Motorcycle Club, honoring the 21st anniversary of the band's seminal debut album, BRMC. It featuring label art inspired by the band's logo, every bottle of Few Spirits Motor Oil Whiskey is a blend of three whiskeys. It's Few Bourbon Finished in Rum Barrels, Few Bourbon Finished in Vermouth Barrels, and a Mesquite Smoked Wheat Whiskey. The blend was proofed and bottled at a very rock and roll 101 proof. Few Spirits <laughs> Motor Oil is scheduled to be available for purchase on July 1st, and all 1,800 bottles will be available exclusively through buyfewspirits.com for $60. Wow. First big release under the Shapiro reign. But Max true. came up with this one. He's in the rock and roll. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. It's and like, motor oil. I, I I don't know if the, like motor oil, if like if this is something like a connection to Detroit or if this is here's here's the thing. It's like are I they love, based out of Chicago or uh yes, they are based out of Chicago. Few spirits is. But yeah. When I think of motor oil, that's usually what I think of my very delicious, very premium barrel aged stouts. And when I pour it out, I'm like, ah, oh, it looks like motor oil. This is what I love. I don't know if I've seen a whiskey that really resembles motor oil, but I sure we I'm yeah, sure we will one day. A, I mean we had some dark stuff, whiskey. but not so dark as it's motor oil. Yeah, I call my 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 uh, father in law's coffee motor oil because it's just like <laughs> he puts like ten times the recommended amount and <laughs> When we're camping, it comes on. You're like, God, it's so viscous and thick, and it <laughs> gives you like heart palpitations when you drink it. Just eating so, with a spoon, so much caffeine. Yeah, just spooning it out of but, there like uh, it's ice. Yeah, cream. I agree. I don't know if I want a motor oil whiskey. You know, it's okay. We're not on the the branding team, not on the marketing no, team. No, we're not. We're just here to read the press releases. That's all we're doing. Yeah, sorry, I shouldn't comment anymore. <laughs> We can say we don't like it all we want, but you know they're going to sell out of it, and we'll be like, oh, yeah, it serves us wrong, right? But I did, just, I did see that this is part of like an ongoing series that Few has been doing with multiple rock and roll artists. So just go ahead and add this one to their repertoire. Very nice. Yes. So here's our last news article of the week. This one's kind of a, a an interesting one. Very interesting, actually. So a distillery in New Hampshire. WD-40 release? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, get rid of those squeaks. But a New Hampshire distillery has unveiled a new whiskey that will make you want to walk out of the place sideways. So Tamworth Distilling is making its whiskey from an unusual ingredient, the green crab, which is an invasive crab species. So the European green crab is an invasive species of crustacean that has wreaked havoc both ecological and economic upon New England's regional coastal ecosystem in the northeastern U.S. It's called the House of Tamworth Crab Trapper, and it's made with a bourbon-based steep with custom crab, corn, and spice blend mixture. Stephen Grass, the owner of Tamworth Distilling, he takes you through what goes into making this clossum drink. He says... (laughs) No way. 
He said the developers of the whiskey boiled over 40 kilograms of the tiny crabs into a crab stock, which was then fortified using an in-house neutral alcohol and then brewed on a rotary vacuum. And what does this crustacean whiskey taste like? Well, he describes the taste as being a bit briny and a better fireball. It's bottled at 46%, and Tamworth Crab Trapper is priced at $65 per, per 200 milliliter bottle and will be available in limited quantities online through Sealbox and Philadelphia's Art in the Age and at Tamworth Distilling in New Hampshire. Yeah, so 40 kilograms is 88 pounds of crab. That's a lot. Um, you I'm catch just, a lot of crab. If, if you thought McConaughey, McConaughey and them had excellent gummies, I, I, <laughs> these, these boys, they, they, they went to straight psychedelic. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, I don't... Uh, I mean... Briny and a better fireball. I, I guess I'll try anything once, just once though. I I do like briny flavors, so like I do like oysters. I love obviously uh, seafood. I, I do love tasting the sea. Um, I mean, I'm I a big like fan I'm, of crab in general, and I like oysters. Like but I'm, I'm a singing. big. I just like I like my blue points, so a little bit sweeter. Yeah, I, I hear you. The, the cold water, but I mean, cold water up there, you know up in the North Atlantic. So I'll be up to try it and they're doing their part to get rid of those little bastards. So I guess so. I mean, you got to get rid of them somehow. I don't know if you can Might as well distill them. Yeah. <laughs> I got I got nipples too, Greg. Can you milk me? That's just kind of what reminds me of. <laughs> That's like, a, I'm just like, you know what? This would be a good project. I don't. I'm like, how's that come to fruition? That's that's I don't awesome. No, it's the same exact way that we've had these discussions before. Of like, how did anybody figure out how to distill? Like, I got an idea. I'm gonna go take all this extra corn. I'm gonna ground it up. I'm gonna light it on fire. I'm gonna steam it. Then I'm gonna trap all this vapor. Like, who who thought of that? Like, who thought of this? Put, put this thing called a doubler. And then <laughs> you're like, how'd you think of a doubler? <laughs> Well, first we called it the thumper, and then by the, somebody else thought of a better word for it. <laughs> uh, pe- humans are amazing. Yep. I forgot I'm, new I mean, I, I, please send us a, I, I, I'm begging you all to please send us a bottle of this. I really want to try it. <laughs> Hopefully Tamworth hears it. I'll make sure they get tagged in the Instagram here. But that is going to do it for this week's This Week in Bourbon. A lot of good news stories, a lot of good things to catch up on, but... Ryan's going to be gone. He's going to be traveling next week, so you're going to be with yeah, little Kenny next week trying to stumble through the news once again. Yep. I'm on the road again. It's the Cecil fam. Making memories. There you go. And I may and, be doing some uh, bourbon meetups while I'm out there, but I'll, I'll announce that to select people. <laughs> yeah. That or make sure you check our Instagram relatively soon, and you'll be able to see where Ryan might be at. Maybe you can get a handshake. Who knows? Maybe he'll give you a kiss on the cheek. We'll find out. I'm a, I'm a hugger. I'll give people hugs. <laughs> All right. With that, cheers, everybody. We'll see you next week. Toodles. Toodles.